0: Welcome to Life-Giving Water Messages, where I expound upon the Word of God and, through the internet, deliver it to you. My name is Rev. Todd Laddick, and today I'm bringing you Part 3 of a three-part series entitled Releasing God's Blessings, with today's message specifically entitled Overflowing Blessings, based off of 2 Corinthians 9, verses 11-15. through So let us dive into the Word today. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. And when we take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. So two good things, so two good things will result from this ministry of giving. The needs of the believers in Jerusalem will be met, and they will joyfully express their thanks to God. As a result of your ministry, they will give glory to God. For your generosity to them and to all believers will prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ, and they will pray for you with deep affection because of the overflowing grace God has given to you. Thank God for this gift, too. Wonderful words. Amen. When you release the blessings you have been given, they will overflow into the world in indescribable ways. When I first became a pastor of a congregation, I knew that building community was so very important. And the only way to do that is to put yourself out there. Now here in Newton where I am, there really is plenty of community to be had. Uh, First, it's a walking community that's only two square miles. Spring Street is an asset. Even if it's not what it once was at one time, there's a growing potential there. Uh, <clears throat> Starbucks, I mean, excuse me, Starbucks. Well, they did just put in a Starbucks, and we've got a Chipotle and a, and a Panera Bread coming in, plus all the other stuff that we've had there already. Um, in the town I first served in, uh, we had to get creative to build community. We did that by building a great relationship with the Presbyterian Church, the Catholic Church, the General Store and other delis around, the fire departments, and other such places. In order to do this, I got in contact with a lot of people, got to know a lot of people who then had my contact information. Uh, with, with the other churches, we formed an ecumenical group called the Joint Christian Community Outreach, which served people in need. One of the unintended consequences, uh, mostly positive, but maybe not always a positive uh, consequence, was that people I didn't even know ended up with my cell phone. Sometimes that was a blessing, other times not so much. And I eventually had to ask people to just not give that out, but to contact me with the other person's number, and I would call using the church phone. Though at the church I was serving at at the time... That's all, that was also the same line as the Parsonage phone. And yes, sometimes people do call the church at, say, 12.55 in the morning to leave a message just because they don't want to talk to anybody in person. Uh, and they, of course, are ignorant of the fact that when they do that, they're waking up my entire house. Uh, one time, a gentleman called my home phone at 3 a.m. to ask if I could give him a ride to the courthouse at 8 a.m. Like, for real. <laughs> Why didn't you call during the day yesterday? Ministry is risky. But, friends, the unintended consequences were almost always overwhelming. Well, not almost, they were overwhelmingly positive. We built a strong community identity. Uh, The community I served in began to know our church and would look uh, to us to be a part of the community. Our JCCO, the Joint Christian Community Outreach, organized an annual 5K at the fall festival that included the county sheriff's department and uh, the, the town's historical society with proceeds going to help local families in need. We built up an ecumenical community of worship and held services during the holidays and other times at the fire department hall. We were rocking out for Jesus because we took a risk, and Jesus not only blessed our efforts, but multiplied them. Now I, I want to encourage you all to think of a time when you were a recipro, recipient, or excuse me, <laughs> I want to encourage you all to think of a time when you were the recipient of generosity. How did it make you feel? What did you do in response? When we give to people, causes, organizations, it's tempting to just focus on the gift and forget about all the ripple effects the act of generosity can have. I mean, think of the Act, the last act of kindness or generosity that you did what were the immediate be- uh, benefits what were the immediate benefits why do you imagine or what do you imagine were the positive unintended consequences of that action the ripple effects if you will Paul is helping the people of Corinth find their motivation to create their own legacy of generosity for future generations. It's not just about paying the bills or making ends meet, uh, for example, supplying the needs of the saints. It's, It's about an overflow into the world that speaks our thanksgiving to and glorifying of God. This generosity also creates a fellowship or community, koinonia in Greek, which means fellowship, um, but we can translate it as community, same difference, between different groups that is indescribable beyond human understanding. God's revelation of love transforms the heart and propels us to authentically give of ourselves to impact the lives of others. The manifestation of God's grace in our lives causes us to give with overflowing generosity. Notice how Paul says in verse 13, As a result of your ministry, they will give glory to God. For your generosity to them and to all believers will prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ. In the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible, the beginning of verse 13 is worded this way: Through the testing of this ministry you glorify God by your obedience to the confession of the gospel of Christ. Both verses are saying the same thing, um but the this is the kind of test I shouldn't say both verses, they're the same verse, but both translations are saying the same thing. But this is the kind of test that reveals how the Corinthian church lives up to its confession of the gospel by putting their money and other resources where their mouths are. It is not a test designed for people to pass or fail. It's more like taking a sample of something to test that it is what it claims to be. That is why, for clarity... The New Living Translation chose to use prove in place of the test language. It helps understand more clearly what Paul is saying, that it is important that we live up to who we claim to be. In our life of faith, our words and actions need to match up. By grace, God gives a lens of faith a different way of seeing and approaching the world that inspires generosity to transform lives. We are actively participating in God's act of grace in the world. Our acts of grace, my friends, our acts of grace bring God glory and inspire others to be light in the world. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, amen? A simple gift of, you know, $20 seems like so much more when you consider the message your generosity shares. Suddenly, you're giving so much more to the community, its people, and to the work of God's salvation. As you think about the positive unintended consequences of sharing God's blessings with others, how does that change your perspective or motivation? What message do you want to share with the world about God's generosity, provision, and grace? How might your generous act bring glory to God and be a messenger of God's um, grace and love? Or how about this? What would it look like to consider a 1% or 2% increase in your giving toward or beyond a tithe? in response to who and whose you are. I want to invite you all to do the following this week. Walk around your home, your church, and or your community. Really walk around all of them. And as you do, what is the evidence you see of someone else's generosity? If you or someone connected with them is someone you know, send a thank you note to them for their generosity. A hashtag simple act of love and appreciation can go a very, very long way. Each and every one of us has the opportunity to be agents of God's grace. When we commit ourselves to being faithful stewards of God's abundant blessings and sharing them generously with the world around us, How many people are sitting around you right now, wherever you are? Now, it could be just you and your car listening to this, and if that's the case, then it's just you and the Holy Spirit, right? But if you're in a room with other people, how many people are sitting around you right now? Or if you are alone, think of people in your head who could be otherwise sitting around you right now. Consider all the blessings that God is sharing with the world through their lives. Right as we speak thinking of the positive unintended consequences that just one act of generosity can have, imagine how many messages of hope could be shared if everyone here listening to this shared a blessing with just one person. How many people might come to know God? How many people would have good news to share with one another? What legacy could you leave behind to inspire future generations of generous givers? Let us not fall back into slumber following today and the closing of this worship series. Let us continually grow in our giving and blessing others. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we just thank you and praise you for giving inspiring us and showing us that that we indeed have a legacy to build, and, and it's a lot simpler than we realize. We just have to be willing to give. Help us to grow in being such givers and to accept that challenge so that we may more faithfully serve you and more faithfully represent your kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. If you hear bumping and stuff in the background, I apologize. That's my, uh, my family, somebody in my family doing that. But um, I don't have a soundproof studio, sadly. Um, anyway, uh, it is always good to have you here uh, tuning in. And um, always uh, great to uh, be able to bring these messages to you. And I surely hope you're getting something out of them. Uh, with that said, if you could check out the episode notes, that'd be great. In there, you'll see two links to all uh, well, other links as well, but you'll see two links that, that lead to our giving pages. If this is your main sustenance for the week and you uh, have it in you to give, that would be appreciated. If this is supplemental and you have another faith community you attend, by all means, they are your prior- priority. Support them. But if you have it in you to support both of us, neither of us would complain. We'd be very grateful. So uh, with that said, remember, folks, you are richly blessed so that you may be a blessing to others. Go in peace.